Welcome to Shas Illuminated. Please enjoy the following shear. We are beginning tonight's shear in Simon Tov Kuf Yud Ches. We are in the middle of Siv Ches. We are on page 284. We are on the second line. We are up to the Ramah. Let's just review the Mechaber in Siv Ches. Notlin Eitzim Hasmuchim Ledafne Hasukah Umasikim Bahem. We learned last night in the Shulchan Aruch that you can take the wood that's leaning on the walls of the sukkah, but they are not part of the sukkah. You can take them and you could use them as firewood. And we explained that since they're not attached to the walls, they're not bottled to the walls, and it's not considered stira on Shabbos or Yantif, and it's also not going to be a problem of muktza, and therefore it is mutter. The Ramah then says, and so too, if you take bundles and you throw them on top of the schach, they're not considered nullified klape the schach. And if you want to take off a bundle to use it as firewood, you may. Says the Mishiburas of Cotton Mem, last line on 284, This is a bundle of reeds that is bundled together. You throw the, these bundles on top of your schach. They are not bought to the schach. Since you did not untie the binding, at the time that you place it on the schach, you have not been mevatel, these bundles to the schach. Rather, your thought process was just to put them away, to put them away in a private place. But should you place reeds that are not bound together, just put them loose on top of the schach, even though your sukkah is fully schacht already, then we say that these individual reeds are in fact bottled to the ikra schach and it will be a problem. And this is not similar to the case of the Mechaber that we just mentioned. That if you put loose pieces of wood against the walls of the sukkah, they're not bottled. And now we're saying putting, putting loose pieces of wood over the schach is bottled. It's not comparable. In the case we are placing the wood against the walls... It's not getting bound together. It's not really combining with the walls. Which is not the case by the schach. By the schach, nothing is bound. By the schach, you have loose pieces of wood. So you add on another loose piece of wood. And therefore, it's bottled to the schach. By the walls, the walls are really attached. And therefore, putting a loose piece of wood against the wall is not making it bottled to the wall. It will not be a problem. And therefore, since the schach in general is just loose pieces of wood, when you join together other reeds with the existing reeds that are the schach, they join together and it becomes like one thing of schach. It's brought down in the poskim, even when it comes to the bundles of reeds, if your intention when you threw it on top of the sukkah was to, in fact, uh, thicken up the schach, then in that case it will be bottled to the schach. Even though you did not untie the binding, it will be bottled. 
And it will be usher to take off these bundles because of the Isr of Stira on Yantav. So to summarize what the Mishaburah is saying is when you take the bundles and throw it on top of the Shlucha, on top of the Shach, so in that case it's not considered a bottle, you're just doing a Latsniya and it wouldn't be a problem. If you open the bundles and you're putting loose pieces, then it's bottled to the Shach and it will be a problem. But if you had in mind when you put the bundle up there that you wanted to thicken the schach, then in fact it will be bottled and you can't take down even these bundles to use them as firewood. Sifkata Membeis, again, is a continuation of the Ramah. Again, the Ramah said you take the bundles, you throw it on top. It's not bottled to the schach in the Stam case. Im daito la sikon muter litlon misham. And therefore, if you have in mind to use them as firewood, you are allowed to remove them from there. Says the Mishabura Pirish. It means to say, if you want right now to burn them up. But you don't have to have your mind on it from before Yontif when you place it on top that you're going to use it for fire. Like we just said, you can put it up stam. As long as you, you didn't put it up with the intention of thickening the slach, you just threw it up there, that's good enough. As long as when you're taking it down now, you're taking it now for using it for firewood. The lav these bundles are not muksa. Just like we said in the case of the pieces of wood that are leaning against the walls of the sukkah. Vidai, you should know, the kol eitzim sha'asa litlo minasukkah, any cases of wood that you are forbidden to take away from the sukkah. Bein atzei schach udafanos atzmam. Whether it is pieces of wood that are part of the schach themselves or part of the walls themselves. Ubein osan sheni tosu aleim v'nizbatlu imahim. Or whether they are any additional pieces of wood or bundles of wood that were considered, in that case, bottled to the walls or the schach. But anything that you can't use on Yontif, you're not allowed to take it down. Even if the sukkah collapses on its own on Yontif, it will also be usher to move it and to take it. So it's not just that it's usher for you to take it because of stira. The fact that you have the isra of stira makes a muktzah, and even if it's usher itself, it's still going to be usher to make use of those pieces of wood. The same thing is going to apply that you won't be allowed to burn these pieces of wood in their place. That's also a problem of muktzah when you burn something that is muktzah. Even if the sukkah was shaky before Yantav started, the Omedes Lipo. And it was it was uh, very likely going to fall down. still. When Yantav started, bottom line is you weren't allowed to take them. Even if it's shaky, it's a binyan. It's tiras binyan. If you're going to take off any pieces, once it's aser, when Yantav starts, it's an isra stira. So it's aser for the whole day, no matter what. Whether some kind of condition will help over here, look in the Biralacha. Let's go right through the Machaber Siftes. You have a house that is filled with fruit that are prepared, and the house gets broken, a piece of the house gets broken, now you have access to these fruit. You could freely take fruit from this opening in the house. So the Mishavur explains in them, the case is, the house is filled with fruit, Ratzalomer means to say, it was totally sealed on all sides. There was no way to get access to the fruit when, when Yantav started. It was all blocked up on all sides. 
and the fruit were muchanim. Sefkadam and dalur. What's lower means to say lafuke yimechnisam sham laotzil is man rather. This is coming to a solution from the case where you put in the fruit to store it for long time use. The avle mukta, then the fruit are mukta. In our case, the fruit's not mukta. You put fruit that was muchan, it was ready, it was designated for use on yontif. Your only problem is that uh, it was accidentally sealed in in the house, and there's no way to get to it. There's no access to it right now. But lemaisa the fruit are muchan, and then lo and behold, the house gets broken into. Even if the break in the house happens on Yontif, you can then go and take the fruit, no problem. We don't say, Since when the house was closed up, it was Ben Hashemoshos, you had no access. And therefore, since it was impossible to get to it because of the Isser Ben Hashemoshos, we don't say since you couldn't have access to it when you had to start it because of the fact that the house was sealed that it would be stiras binyan therefore it's muksa for all the other we don't say that the ain muksa this is not included in muksa there's no problem with the fruit themselves muksa means the problem with the fruit themselves in this case the fruit was muchan there's a side problem you had no access to them that does not make them muksa so when the house gets broken into you can freely go and take the fruit it was just in a place that you couldn't get them. But they were not muksa. According to this, even if the house was strong and healthy from before Yontif, and there's no way that you were thinking you can get in, it's very unlikely that's going to break down by itself such a strong binion. If somehow it gets broken down, it gets struck by lightning, it cracks open, the tree falls on it, you still will be allowed to go get the fruit. Very interesting halacha we're taught over here is that muqtza is determined by the item itself, not by the situation. If the situation, they're blocked off, you don't have access, it doesn't make it muqtza. If they're muqan, they're muqan, it's a side point. Says the Mishibu, So to a person who has turnips that are, that are uh, hidden inside a pit, which apparently is a problem to open on Yantif, and lo and behold, the guy opened the pit. That's also the same idea, not a problem of muksa, because the fruit were mukha, and again, they were in a board that you had no access to. However, if the guy broke open the pit doing this malacha, Anyata for the Tzarech of Yisrael, then you have other problems. Then Afilu Ma'peros Ha'yushal Akum, even if the fruit belongs to the guy, they're going to be Aser Ba'achilu Betotol, Ad Motzei Shabbos V'yomto V'chvei Sheyasa. Then you go back to the cases that we had in a few simanim ago, that if a guy does Malacha for a Jew on Shabbos, even if it's Aser, through Shabbos or Yontav, even afterwards, so here, he did a Malach of you, then it'll be a problem, Al-Stat, not Al-Smuksa. In the brackets, he writes, Pesach, be careful about this in the days of Pesach, when for some reason, the Goyim are bringing turnips to the Jews. If you know the guy opened the pit today, you're not allowed to take it from him. Says the Mishra, a very important line. Even though we're saying it's 100% mutter in the Mechaber, says the Mishra, look in the Be'alacha where he wrote that you shouldn't be lenient. Don't take the Mechaber up on this leniency unless it's a Shasat Chak. Which I'd like to see a very important note, note 57. But first let's finish the last Mishra, then we'll go to the note. Note of the Abchas. You said you are allowed to take from the place where the building broke. But don't break down any more of the house in order to take more. 
In the Shar Tzion and Ayin Tess, he writes, this is from the Ramban, even if it's the building was just set up with uh, bricks on top of each other without any cement connecting them, you shouldn't even take off these bricks. Don't make the break bigger to get in. But if you can get in, get in, take the fruit, 100% fine. Now the Mishabur told us in the Be'alach over here, Look at No. 57. It becomes all of a sudden a very practical Shiloh. What the Mishabur is telling us in the Birat Lacha that one should be machmir if it's not a pressing situation. To judge as any item that you can make use of. Everything we said not to say, don't call the item muktza because you can't get to it because the house is sealed. Don't call it muktza, it's not muktza. But now we're saying that unless it's a shasat chak, you should call it muktzah. So all of a sudden, if it's not a shasat chak, something that you don't have access to, it would be an iser to get to it, even though it itself is not muktzah, will be aser. Even though the etzim use of what you want to do is not aser, but since the access to it is a problem, so it makes the items inside muktzah if it's not a shasat chak. Very practical application that he applies, if you go right to read inside, but just outside for a moment, you open your fridge on Shabbos, and lo and behold, the light's on. So, you had no access to your fridge on Shabbos. <laughs> you opened a fridge door where the light was on, you didn't realize it, but you weren't allowed to open that door. So, is the food in your fridge muktza now? If it's not a shas atchak, you have two fridges, but you have your best friend lives next door and he invited you for the suda anyway. So you, is your food muktza now for the rest of Shabbos? It's exactly what you just said. Not b'shas atchak. If you break into the house, you weren't allowed to, or so the guy breaks into the house, the stuff inside, not b'shas atchak, is considered muktza. So now you open your fridge and there was a light on. So now you, you didn't have access to this food. Is it muktza? So if you look at the next paragraph, he brings from Rishon Mazalman an interesting thing. It gets very detailed in terms of... Uh, the lights in the fridge. So we'll read it quickly. But it's just an interesting Shiloh. however, Misha Posach Someone who opened the fridge on Shabbos. And he all of a sudden he realized that the light went on. Or some other electrical devices started going when you opened your fridge that you don't really want happening on Shabbos. You do not have to be machmir even if it's not a shasatchak. You don't have to consider everything inside muktza. You don't. Why? Even though now it's been revealed, there was no access to the things in your refrigerator without doing an iser. So, so it's clearly like our case. So why not? What's the difference? There was a way that you could open your refrigerator in a mutadik way. The case of the house is there's absolutely no way to get in without doing an Avera. But there is a way to get into your fridge without doing an Avera, even if the light's on. Kegon, for example, You stick a knife in, assuming you know exactly where those switches, put a knife in to keep the switch closed, so when you open your fridge, the light won't open. So in some fridges, it'll be very easy, if you know the light's on, that you'd have, be able to get it open without opening the light. That's been the Karish Abayil Apostle Hirak Mach Masad Lakas That's talking about a fridge where the only concern would be a light going on. <coughs> 
And then he gives us other eights of how to get your fridge open. Or having a cotton unplug it. When the, when the fridge is not really working, you don't hear the motor running, so unplugging it, or having a guy unplug, uh, a cotton unplug it. The imkain vaday shamotzim lohayu muktzim mishivish ben hashmasas lemaisa. If you know your fridge and you know there's a potential way that you could have done it, so it wasn't totally off limits, and therefore he's not arguing the halacha. He's just saying the practical application in our refrigerators it wouldn't it wouldn't apply, assuming you have a fridge that there's a way to do it. If you have a way to do it, well, he's saying with the plugs, so the chara would apply to every fridge. Um, if you could have a cut and do it. So then there's a way that you could have access so you wouldn't have to worry about this concern. And then he adds on, Vahosef. Shemulvad she'ein l'asur as ha'chafetzim she'bimakarami din muktza. Besides the fact that you shouldn't answer the items in the fridge because of muktza, gamein l'asur as ha'anob bahemi din ma'isa Shabbos. You also don't have to answer getting ha'anob from those items. Midin ma'isa Shabbos k'shem she'asur lehanos me'aliftos she'hutzu me'abur b'isr. The same way that if the turnips are taken out of the pit, the iser, we say if the guy takes it out, it's off limits, you can't use it. So let's say the guy would open your fridge, or a Jew would open your fridge. So maybe we should say, it's usser, it's usser, you can't get enough from a Maisa Shabbos, a Shabbos, Yontif, afterwards, Kadei Sheyasu. Mishum, skipping the brackets. Sherak beliftos, interesting chiluk he makes of here, Shalom Zalman. Mishum sherak beliftos she'etzem psicha sabur asura minatora. In the case where the house was sealed, and the etzim getting to the stuff inside, the opening of the house is in Isidaraisa, Yesh Lesor Lovely Hanos Metotsas Osomaisa. So, what will come out of the result of that Maisa, which is getting the turnips, then we're going to ask for it. Because the only way to get to it, it involves an Isidaraisa of opening the house. There's no Isidaraisa to open the door of the refrigerator of the Etzim. There's a side thing that happens. <laughs> there's no opening the refrigerator, we do it every Shabbos. The problem is, there's a side thing that the light wasn't turned off, so the light happens to be going on. When you open the house, you get to the turnips, you open the pit, so you're doing a Molochah, the Etzim, a Molochah Daraisa to get to it, then we say it's Asr on Shabbos, and but over here, the maisa that you're doing, it's not a maisa mulacha that you're doing be'etzem. It's that through doing this maisa, a side thing is happening, it's, it's getting on. And therefore, the iser of Bahana, of Kedesh that would not be considered a mulacha being done for Yanyantav. That would not be a problem. We'll stop there. That concludes Simen Tov Kuf Yud Ches, Amir Tzashem. And the next year we will begin the new Simen Tov Kuf Yud Tes. You have been listening to a shir from shasilluminated.org. For other shiurim on many topics, or to hear an eon shear on any dafin shas, including Myron on each shear, please visit www.shasilluminated.org. To order CDs or for more information, please call 203-312-SHAS, that's 203-312-7427, or email info at shasilluminated.org.